<laughs> Hello, I'm Pete Can, laughter leader, positive thinker, and entrepreneur. And you're listening to Laughter and Positivity with Pete, where each week I'll bring you tips and tricks to lead a happier, more positive life. Ready? Let's go. Hey guys, it's Pete Can here from Laughter. There, 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 there. Best intro I've ever received. Thank you, Pete. That was delightful. You've really built me up. Exactly, exactly. So this is a, you know, so like, yeah. I mean, but off the off air, Dave has just gone. Let's just go with the flow, and I'm happy with that, man. I'm happy. So, so look, it's Pete here. It's Dave. Dave Berman. He's 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 in Melbourne at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. And what what's what's brought you to Melbourne? Oh my, well, I've been here since just before COVID and I was uh, only supposed to stay a month and then go back to Vietnam. I had been living in Saigon for a couple of years before that and then I couldn't. So my choices were figure out how to stay here or, you know, go back to the US where I'm from, but I don't want to be. So I've just worked it out over and over again to stay here. And um, yeah, at the end of this month it's i don't know when this will air but in november like yeah whatever people hear this long after it's recorded so yeah it's it's november 2021 and at the end of this month i will have been here in melbourne as long as i was in saigon which seemed like a really long time yeah yeah so what so what took well i know i know what took you to saigon i know what what started that little journey around the world but do you want to so obviously people listening in it's all about laughter and positivity. That's the episode. <laughs> so, so, so we've got a connection when it comes to laughter. So do you want to just yeah. let people know sort of why, what got you to what, yeah. How, how you ended up in Saigon initially and you know, what, what, yeah. What, what got you there? Yeah. Well, <laughs> this could be a long story, but I'll try to, I'll try to, you know, abbreviate it. You know, I've been exploring intentional laughter since, 2009 and 2010 it kind of really picked up around the same time I started working as a coach with hypnosis NLP and mindfulness and over the years uh, the laughter just became an integral part of the coaching as well it was all really just experimentation and exploration and uh yeah, it led, it's, I've written several books about laughter and I had a long running daily video series about laughter and I got to travel the world teaching about this blend of laughter and hypnosis that just kind of emerged called laughnosis. And then it just kept going deeper and deeper. Like, you know, um, I found if it's true about laughter, it's true about life. And, and I just found laughter teaching me so much. and and you know, a, a huge amount of that happened during my time in Saigon. Yeah, I've kind of skipped over a lot of stuff, obviously, but uh, the yeah, the decision to go to Saigon was really pivotal, and then and then like the experiences I had there were transformational. Amazing, amazing. So, so when you because you were obviously laughing every day for nearly three years, well, probably more longer now, obviously. I'm you know, but still laughing every day. It's been over eleven years. It's yeah. been yeah, almost almost twelve years. So, so when I suppose because you were you were doing the daily laughter, 
Daily Laugher was that on, on Daily Laughers. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, a, a video series that ran every day for almost three and a half years. Wow, and that wow. was transfer. That was transformational in its own right. I mean, it was because of that that I built up this global network of laughter connections and was able to, you know, book this world tour teaching laughnosis. And uh, I'm grateful for all the people that I met and all the places I got to go. And yeah, and then it just kept evolving, you know, like I just kept learning from laughter. And so the, the offerings have changed over time. You know, like yeah. how, how I'm available, how, how I engage with people around laughter has, has evolved a lot over time. Okay. So, so something that I am interested in is what, cause you've traveled quite far, far and far and wide with the laughter. So you've been in lots of different yeah. laughing, laughing cultures. What did you notice that the difference between different, it doesn't have to be countries, but maybe just cultures, whether east to west, you know, the, the difference in how they approach the laughter? Oh, I don't know. I, like, I don't, I mean, I could think of a couple of things that are just observations about the experiences I had in Saigon that were cultural. You know, a lot of young people would approach me in the park when I would be there about to have a laughter session and they would ask if they could practice English with me. And I would tell them, because you know, a, a lot of um, foreigners in Saigon who look like me and are speaking English as a native tongue are there to teach English. But I would say to them, look, I didn't come here to teach English. I came here to teach laughter. But if you want to hang around, we can laugh together for a while. And then afterwards, we'll talk about the experience in English. And they would often go for that. you know. So I met tons and tons of people who laughed with me without knowing that this is what they were stumbling into, right? And then, you know, one of the cool things that, that came along from that was discovering, uh, you know, I, I don't want to teach English. Like, I already knew that. But from the people who wanted to practice English, I was less interested in the beginners. And I got really interested in the people who were already fluent in English as a second language. And so I started taking on some students and what I offered them was public speaking skills to advance their careers. And I made it up completely based in laughter. Like the way I would support them was we'll laugh for a few minutes and then, you know, you'll take the pretend stage here and talk about something, you know, and, and we would have the opportunity to address so many aspects of like whatever in their life was relevant to them, you know, for some people, it was really about improving pronunciation or grammar for other people. It was about like being more expressive, like be, being able to use body language and facial expressions and, and smile, like, you know, just the laughter sessions themselves often would challenge cultural, um, the things that are kind of embedded in people that I met often it was like smiling and laughing was very, <laughs> very foreign, <laughs> you know? So here's this foreigner coming along saying, Hey, look, it's just muscles in your face. Like you can move your muscles this way, you know, try it. Right. And then you can just add sound to that. Like just take a breath in, 
and then let it out. It's <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> very simple. And then, you know, we get swept up in it and people have fun. And then they're like, whoa, what just happened? Let's talk about it. Great. We can learn so much. And so even learning like how laughter can help me help other people learn like this, this was like, you know, pivotal for me. Yeah, definitely. And, and did you find that laughter helped with confidence as well? Cause you mentioned obviously public speaking, that was something that you were saying, Hey, I could help you with the public speaking. Now, obviously part of that is a confidence you, you need to, you know, it, they say that public speaking is probably the second worst fear after dying or something. It's just like with people, but actually does laugh, do you feel laughter is a good way of, you know, overcoming that fear? I think laughter is a great way to discover a, a huge, really infinite range of gifts that we're born with that we just don't always realize that we have unconditional access to in unlimited amounts. Now, maybe those words unconditional and unlimited are like, you know, setting off some kind of alerts for you. But this is what we say about laughter. You know, if it's so if it's true about laughter, it's true about life, we can explore laughter as a way of discovering anything. And it looks to me like everyone is born with unconditional access to unlimited laughter and unlimited access to unconditional laughter. These are these are the principles of laughter, man. Like this, yeah. this is this is, you know, this is like the entryway to the work I do now. Yeah, yeah. So what what would you say? Because obviously, you know, we we both come, we've both done laughter yoga as one of the one of our sort of journeys. And yeah. you know, one of the things they say, obviously, that children laugh two to three hundred times a day. And when we turn into adults, we stop laughing. I mean, where where you know, when I put that across. You know, I always say it's sort of more teenage years. When you become a teenager, that's when I felt that I, my laughter started getting a bit quashed. But in your experience, I mean, how how do you approach that as a as a um, I suppose a fact that you're trying to put across, or do you believe that as a fact? I don't. No, I don't. I don't believe that, and I don't say that, mm -hmm. and I try not to say anything that's like somebody else's words, you know, or, I mean, yeah, I might share a quote from somebody else and I'll credit them as the speaker or the author. But to me, stuff like that, that's, that's like, I don't know, folklore. It's, I don't believe that. Um, and, and even if it were true, so what? Like, you don't have to be a statistic. Mm -hmm. You can laugh as many times per day as you want. Mm -hmm. whether there's anything funny or not yeah 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 we sort of blow, okay so let, let's rewind right back <laughs> to the beginning then we're not you know i'm not talking like when you yeah. but when you discovered like, like the fact that you know the whole you know i suppose when when i did my first session about okay laughter yoga session in a festival and you know i lay down I just couldn't stop laughing. I came up yeah. through the through the meditation at the end and I felt I just felt really alive, Dave. I felt amazing, you know, so much yeah. so I felt high, literally, you know, and I've yeah. said this a few times in the past that I felt like I was on something, definitely, with obviously all the 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 um neurons and endorphins, everything flushing. Now, when 
what blew my mind was the fact that your body doesn't it doesn't know the difference between the fake and the real so you do do the fake laughing or you just ah, you, know, you go through this i don't i don't i don't buy that no no that's a okay. that's a, a like a perfect example of what we were just referring to like the kids laugh x number and the adults laugh like yeah. that's like folk wisdom right and i don't buy it i think that is an attempt to convey something similar that I do buy, but the distinction is, is huge to me. Okay. So let me try saying what I think you're saying my way yep. and, and see if this, you know, resonates, see if, see if you could kind of buy into saying it this way, and then we can kind of maybe unpack like why the other way I don't buy. Yeah, yeah. So what I think you're trying to say is the body can't tell the difference between laughing at something funny and laughing on purpose. Mm -hmm. would, would you agree with that? Yeah. 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 So laughing at something funny is what we've all done all our lives. Laughing on purpose. We also call this unconditional laughter or we call intentional. it intentional laughter, voluntary laughter, inside out laughter. These are all synonyms, we could say. Mm -hmm. But there's something about the laughter that has to be real. See, if it's fake laughter, there's all sorts of ways that your body and your mind will know it. Mm -hmm. I think another thing that's sometimes said, which is, again, similar to what you said, but not the same, people will often say fake laughter often becomes real laughter. And I do think that can happen. I don't think it's guaranteed to happen. I've seen many, many people try to fake their laughter and find it so uncomfortable that they'll just stop. Mm -hmm. they, won't, they don't want to continue. But they do want to learn how to laugh on purpose with authenticity. They do want to learn how to relax and allow the laughter that we're all born with inside us. Again, unconditional access to unlimited quantities, right? It's there. It's just there. We just have to allow it out. We don't have to fake it. We definitely don't want to be forcing it, just allowing it out. And this is for some people such a tricky idea because they've never even entertained the possibility of laughing when nothing's funny. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit of a mind fuck. And so we just unfuck their minds, you know, by teaching them, just by teaching them, look, laughter is the sound of joyful breathing. I don't want to know anything fake about you, but I want to know everything real about you. Mm -hmm. And you'll find out more of what's real about you if you show up in this authentic way with your breath and sound and just play with it. It's an experiment. We're here to explore. And when you explore, then you discover. Nice, nice. You know, Dave, so I, I did one of your courses. Um, this is going back probably over a year ago. And I remember the breath. It was all about the breath. That was yeah, how, how yeah. you were putting it across. And I definitely have taken some of those teachings along in my the way that I put myself across. Um, right you know, it's, it's yeah. I, again, like I suppose from the outside, I definitely am more of an entertainer. And I get that. But that's that's just my vibe dave that's just the right way on. I, you know that's you that's, do you yeah. man that's yeah. yeah 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 so uh but definitely the the breath work you know it's just i find you know taking the deep breath in and letting a long ha out and then taking a deep breath in and then just you know letting like put off the five second hold then laugh for 10 you know that's what i do i do that and 
quite fluidly that the fact that actually people quite quickly just get into that well i'm actually laughing for for no reason and again you're right it's we don't need comedy because the thing is as well if you think about comedy and humor one person's funny movie is someone else's like cringe movie isn't it so it's just like we, we we all find different things funny so i found yeah when again when when we had that session the fact that you're right. It was all about you know the breath and stuff. So do you, do you want to just cover a little bit about sort of your how you work with your breath work and you you know how you use it with your laughter practice? I just offer people the invitation to play with the idea that laughter is the sound of joyful breathing. They've got an unlimited supply within them, and if they just breathe and make sound and relax about it, not force it, but allow it they'll feel good, they'll have a good time, and they'll learn stuff about themselves. And, you know, we do it in a group. I've been hosting Laughter Gym since the pandemic started. Uh, yeah, I, how, tell me, how does how does this strike you? Just here's a fact. For over nine months last year, I hosted online laughter sessions every 12 hours and some days more. You know, I was hosting two or more laughter gym sessions every day for over nine months. And then in this year, 2021, uh, I cut it back to one per day. You know, people from all over the world join on Zoom, laugh with me every day in the laughter gym. We laugh for 15 minutes. There's no instructions. There's no laughter exercises. There's not even breathing exercises anymore. We were doing that for a while, but not anymore. And we just laugh for 15 minutes. We have a moment or two of laughnosis, basically just when I stop laughing within a minute or so, everybody else will just stop laughing. They'll close their eyes, take some deep breaths. Once I hear the silence, I'll just make a couple of comments about whatever occurs to me. And they're kind of prompts. It's, it's like um, if you were going to a meditation class with a facilitator, you know, the facilitator is going to say certain things that are just maybe kind of pointing your attention in certain directions. So that's, that's just what sort of falls out of the word hole during that minute or two that we have this lapnosis meditation. And then people will kind of come back to the outer awareness. They'll open their eyes and smile and look at everybody on the screen, smiling back at them. And then we have a conversation about Hey, what did you notice today that was new and different? Hmm. It's always new and different. Every time it's unique. And we're looking at, you know, what, what is laughter teaching us? What is, you know, what is the, the, the laughter life lesson of today? And, you know, some days it's more profound than others. But there's this really deep sense of connection among the people who participate. And, you know, like our, our, um, our credo and our, our sort of ethos of the laughter gym is all of you is welcome here. So you can show up upset and in a foul mood and just cry if you want, you know, or you can have a transcendent experience and tell us how you touched God while you laugh and anything in between like we mm-hmm. these are these are these are not um made up examples like this happens because all of you is welcome here 
And so it's just this beautifully supportive environment um, where we, we were exploring and experimenting with breath and sound and, and seeing what it teaches us. That's amazing. So Dave, Dave, if anyone's listening that wants to you know, find out more about that, I obviously put a link in the show notes. So is that, you know, you're running it once a day now, is that sort of, obviously you're in a, a, you're, you're the other side of the world to, to me. So what, what time in your, your time zone is it? Well, the laughter gym is at 9.30 a.m. in Melbourne. So okay. currently, currently that's 10.30 p.m. in the UK, but this changes when the clocks change. Mm-hmm. It stays at 9.30 for me, but it gets later, uh, you know, when so it's just this is the earliest it gets in the uk like it it was was later and since the clocks recently changed it's now earlier it's bounced forward yeah yeah that's cool that's cool so so how how have you found i suppose lockdown like because obviously you were you you were traveling with the laughter you ended up in australia then it went into lockdown have you done any in-person laughter sessions since you know since things have started opening up or are you still in a lockdown sort of situation at the moment we we were locked down um like six different times a couple of those were short and a couple were really long and uh i've not done any in-person laughter sessions in quite a while um i'm not saying i never would but i feel really fulfilled and content with how i'm you know, delivering laughter sessions and facilitation and, you know, just, just, yeah, just everything I'm offering, but, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I get the opportunity in the future to do some corporate events and stuff like that. Um, But I'm, I'm not, I'm not looking to have a laughter club anymore. Like I have in the past that's offline laughter gym is, you know, my online laughter club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, have you found that? So, when uh, pre pre lockdown, then you weren't online as much with the laughter no, gym. I, were... <laughs> I've been laughing online every day uh, for many years too. Like when I when I was making those daily videos every day for three and a half years, I was also hosting. Uh, daily laughter sessions back then they were on Skype and I moved to zoom I moved back to Skype but you know now it's been steady on zoom for quite a while like two and a half years since way before the pandemic yeah and how, how do you find the difference then between a virtual obviously you haven't done an in-person laughter session for a long time anyway but you know yeah. they're, they're, they're obviously you know the, the laughter community a lot of people are saying hey there is a difference and i physically feel there's a difference from laughing online to actually when you're in front of people um do you do you feel that do you miss anything to do with the in-person connection that's a great question um you know there, there are times when i really miss being in saigon and i I hope I'll get the chance to go and live there again at some point. Uh, And so there were aspects of the regular laughter sessions that I led in the park in Saigon, you know, for a long time, I was, I was doing two free sessions per week in this park. And I just met so many people that way. And the, the experience of meeting people, 
it didn't always mean they would stay and laugh. I told you, uh, you know, earlier about the students. Um, and now I'm not even really talking about the, the laughter sessions themselves, but just putting myself in an environment where I'm there for the laughter and I'm getting to meet lots of people, whether they laugh with me or not. Like, I, I do miss that. Um, and how do you think the but, Australians would take sort of the same format as you were doing in the parks in Saigon? Uh, I don't know. There's there's a there's a lot of laughter yoga clubs around Australia and the Melbourne area in particular. And I don't know. I'm not interested in attending those. So I don't know. I can't really comment. But I can I can say though that like my own um my own experience and and in large part, I think it's like the investment of energy, kind of like how I show up is way different now. You know, it, it used to be like go to the park or wherever. I mean, I've lived in a lot of places and I've conducted laughter sessions, you know, all over the world. And uh, when my paradigm and my frame of reference was laughter yoga, kind of all, all of it had some things in common. And so it was a big output of energy, you know, running around and clapping and um, sweating and, you know, keeping an eye on everybody and, and, you know, just watching out for safety and, you know, who needs more eye contact and all, all sorts of stuff like that. So big, big energy. Uh, I felt I had to just experience uh, in that setting. It's very, very different for me in the laughter gym because we're not doing any exercises. There's no facilitation. There's no interruption. We're having a very connected experience while each having also a very individual experience. So yeah, I'm the host and I'm the facilitator of the laughnosis meditation and the discussion, but I feel so grounded now when I'm just sitting in this exact chair in front of this exact screen. And for 15 minutes, I just surrender to being laughed by the universe, right? That laughter that's in me, the energy of the universe, the same one that breathes you, the same one that, um, you know, animates you to get out of your chair and go to the toilet when you need to, the same one that beats your heart, right? It laughs you if you allow it. So I just sit and surrender. And, and it, the closest thing, I mean, this might sound arrogant and I really don't mean it that way. It's just the only frame of reference I have for it is I feel like I'm sitting like a statue, like a, like a smiling Buddha statue or a laughing Buddha statue. And I'm just having the experience of being laughed. And so it doesn't tire me out and it doesn't require this big output of energy. It's so much more uh, about focusing my attention into the present with, with all distractions, just kind of dissolving and, and maybe not every single time, but when I'm fully surrendered, like the mind gets really quiet and, mm -hmm. and all, all distractions just dissolve. So would you, would you say it's a, a very, it's like a meditative state that you get into when you laugh? I often say about laughter gym that, you know, it's 15 minutes of laughing on purpose. Laughter is the sound of joyful breathing. It's like a fun and noisy meditation, right? It's not playing games. It's not uh, follow the leader. 
it's, it's just settle into yourself and just notice. There's a real big phrase is just notice. Right? You don't have to do anything. It's about being, being laughed, like surrendering to allowing that to just happen through you. And it's really powerful. And it's, it's unquestionably um, a different kind of experience than, than leading or attending a laughter yoga class. Mm-hmm. No, I hear that. I definitely hear that. It's, um, yeah. So, so, so what, what's next for Dave then? I don't know, man. I'm really just. Tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I have a lot on at the moment, you know, just my life. Like I got to find a new apartment. School is just sucking up some of my time. Um, you know, I'm a coach, so I'm always, you know, talking to clients or people who might want to become clients and, you know, laughter is still a big part of that. But the things that laughter has taught me the most about I said before a couple of times the phrase human nature, but I would be even more specific here and say the nature of thought, the nature of thought is just an area that I, I have been drawn to um, actually, actually like the pivotal moment where I decided to go to Saigon uh, had everything to do with realizing, Oh, wow. This whole kind of idea about the nature of thought can eradicate psychological suffering worldwide. And we can welcome future generations into the world with this understanding that the only thing we're ever feeling, like perceptions and emotions, are always just a reflection of thought taking form one now to the next now to the next. And as I was exploring this idea and learning about this idea in a coaching training program, I just had the insight that if, if we're going to create a world free from psychological suffering, which is what this, this teacher, Jamie Smart, was kind of proposing in, in these recordings I was listening to. We're, we're going to end up in the same place that Dr. Kataria is pointing us, world peace through laughter, mm-hmm. right? The future that my two teachers were both pointing to, to me, looked like one and the same. And, you know, the the one teacher, Dr. Kataria, he's very prescriptive about like, how are we going to create world peace through laughter? Well, we've got to learn to laugh. Well, how are we going to learn to laugh? Well, here's very specific things you can do. And then on the other side, you know, my coaching teacher, he's, he's saying, you know, we, we can wind up with a world rid of psychological suffering if we can reach enough people who develop an embodied understanding, not intellectual knowledge, but an embodied understanding of you know, where their feelings are coming from. And they're not bothered by their feelings and they're not afraid of their experience. And it occurred to me that if we're going to reach this level of you know, world peace and, and 
the absence of psychological suffering, and it's, and it's just one future, if we're going to touch that many people on the planet, we're going to need lots and lots of different teaching styles. Mm -hmm. Because to reach that many people, there's so many different learning styles. And in an instant, I knew I was going to be done with after yoga. And that what was about to start emerging for me was how laughter, like the way I explore laughter now could be one of the, you know, infinite teaching styles for helping people discover this inside out understanding of the mind, of the nature of thought. So for me, it's inside out laughter and it's the inside out understanding of the nature of thought. And they're both, you know, just allowing me to be myself and do my part in kind of helping humanity towards the visions of my two teachers, right? I just have my own way of going about it now. Yeah, nice. Nice. That's this. So, cause, okay, so you, you've mentioned sort of we, we went into meditation state. Um, you know, obviously you've got your daily laughter practice as well. I mean, do you have any other daily rituals routines that keep you in like that whether it's the zen headspace or whether you know the focus the you know what 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 does your what does your day look like dave mm. i really don't subscribe for me mm -hmm. to like ritual and routine um you know the the laughter gym is probably the most consistent thing i i have you know i mean when i wake up I still have a, a, a very, very old kind of uh, thing that I do, you know, tapping all over my body and jumping around in front of the mirror while I laugh, you know, the mm -hmm. very first laugh of the day video from, you know, geez, it was it's almost six years ago now. Um, I showed that uh, and it's in a couple of other videos I've, I've made over the years, but um, that just wakes me up. Like I wake up, I'm in a good mood and then I take, like one or two minutes to just, you know, hop around and tap and laugh. And then like the energy is flowing in my body. Uh, and I'll do that even if I wake up at, you know, 9.20 a.m. with laughter gym at 9.30 and I've got 10 minutes to, you know, tap and laugh, drink a bunch of water, visit the toilet, and then Boom. turn on the computer. Like, mm -hmm. Sometimes that's all that happens for me between waking up and being at work, right? At work, work, yeah. oh, after gym, right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's about it. Otherwise, there's, there's not a lot that's like the same for me every day. Okay. Well, look, Dave, I'm, I'm intrigued now, you know, I haven't got 10 minutes to do the whole tapping thing, but I'd love, you know, no, no, that's one, that's one to two minutes. That's it. Fantastic. That's well, like, look, you've yeah. opened the door there. So, so let's, let's do it. Let's do it now. We need to do that. Oh, all right. Yeah. I got to take the headset off. It's just, there's nothing to like teach or demonstrate. Like it's, you do it your own way. You know, like I just, I just work from the top down, not even work, you know, it's, <laughs> a little bounce in your step. <laughs> ah.
that's about it, you know. Sometimes we'll go a little bit longer, but whatever. Um, there's no rules to it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good though. It's good. I could see, you know, I can already feel the energy, and literally that was less than a minute, I reckon. Perhaps, yeah. Like when I first started laughing, you know, exploring laughter. Like the very, very first laughter session I went to was a seated session at a senior center in Southern California. I was on vacation. And afterwards, I, I had just bought a new video camera. So afterwards, I asked if I could interview the, the, the couple. It was, it was Gaga and Kevin Barnes. They've, they're well known for hosting the laughter on the phone for many, 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 uh, many years. They taught the first session I ever attended and I made a video with them like it was somehow foreshadowing all those thousands of videos that would come later, you know. And then it was like a year and a half before I attended another session because I didn't know it was happening where I lived. Once I started going to, you know, a weekly laughter club, just very quickly became not enough for me. And what came next was this morning wake-up routine that we just did, you know. And that, that opened my mind to everything that followed, you know, exploring, experimenting, combining with hypnosis and coaching. Uh, and then I just kept going wherever it took me, you know. Yeah. Do you know what, Dave? That's just giving me an idea that, that just that morning tapping, you know, just with the kids. Because, you know, trying to get their energy up in the morning is, is, yeah, they love playing, having a bit of fun, but actually, and the laughing side of things is just a bit like, well, that's a bit weird, Dad, what you're doing. But actually just jumping around and dancing and just tapping and, and you know, laughing, which different points make different laughs and stuff. I think that would be a really nice way of getting, you know, if I can get my children feeling energized before they go to school they're going to have a great day. I mean, they're going to have a good, they have a great day anyway, because I always set them, you know, with the intention of having a great day. Um, there's a, there's a film called, um, um, oh, is it good guy or great guy? Something like that. It's just come out. But anyway, my, my, my eight year old goes, don't have a good day, dad. And I was like, okay, he's like, have a great day. And I was just like, <laughs> it's just like, yes, exactly. Yeah. Nice. Well, let me know how it goes with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. Definitely, I think you're definitely. probably right. You probably can get them to, uh, sort of shake loose the cobwebs of sleep you know works works for me you know yeah yeah well i'm gonna try it myself dave honestly that's just because i because so my morning session when it comes to laughter I, i'm still on clubhouse so i do my 10 minutes on clubhouse and i don't talk i just lie i literally i lie on the floor and laugh when i've, I've got it but again when as you know on clubhouse if you're managing a room you've got to be aware of people coming in you've got to let people right. in invite them to stage so actually you're not completely in you know in your own head i suppose because you're thinking um whereas this morning actually i needed a laugh i felt like i needed that so i just sat there and there was only one other person for the beginning and then i looked on the screen after four minutes because i had my eyes closed just laughing and there's four people with their hands up like that i was like oh i better let them up on the stage because i was just having a you know good time because actually i woke up this morning in quite a funk and you know there's a lot of stuff we're moving house at the moment we've got all of that mortgage mm -hmm. all that stuff going on so there's a lot of external pressures with you know with 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 moving house basically and um but you know i find personally if i don't laugh 
um, and I notice it if I don't laugh every like at some point in the day I become really stressed and quite quite tight in my body quite quickly which is really mm. you know and and he's sort of trying to I suppose just trying to we had this conversation really early on. I remember, you know, when when I first sort of came into the laughter world and sort of started going, "Hey, look, I'm here," and we had that chat about <laughs> going, that. "Hey, you don't get burnt out, Pete." It was, was it? Don't give too much. Don't get burnt, you know. And in in it's um and doing it for yourself rather than for everyone else. And it, it's it's taken me a little while to get to that point of going, "Look, I need to do this for myself," you know. And if anyone comes along for the ride, happy days, you know. That that's the bonus isn't yeah. it but yeah but try trying to um yeah so anyway went on a massive tangent there dave so I'm, I'm gonna it's gonna be wrapping this up a little bit now so um so so first question is where where can people find you if they want to come and you know discover more about yourself yeah dave berman coaching.com that's my website and you know on the front page it'll refer to the laughter gym that's one way that you can engage with me connect with me uh, you'll see other pointers there for getting in contact with me or uh, other, you know, laughter-based programs that I run or that I've recorded and, and are just available now. And on Facebook, uh, the, the Daily Laughers group has finally been archived, but I have a new community there that I would love people to come and check out. And it's called the Conspiracy of Blessings. Okay. Yeah, the conspiracy of blessings. That's on Facebook. Uh, come check that out. Amazing, amazing. So, final question. I always, I always finish this with this question. What three things bring you joy? Three things bring me joy. Um, besides sex, or no, that counts as one at least. Yeah, yeah, completely. <laughs> of course, it does. <laughs> one, two, and three. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're done. <laughs> because <laughs> when you were thinking when you were saying a moment ago about like you know that feeling you get tight like i just i had like there's something like you gotta have and i was thinking like orgasm dude like i gotta have an orgasm every day right, so <laughs> uh yeah that's there, cool mate so that's one you can't have two or three i want that two and a three i want a two and a that three bring that bring me joy hmm. um i you know i think it's more about noticing the joy that's there inside so certainly laughter not every single time though you know it's it, it's like there's all this stuff inside us that we don't always notice but it's always there laughter is one of them confidence is another to go back to your example earlier and joy certainly so you know laughter often helps me notice the joy that's there inside me um and like you, I'm no marathoner. Good on you for that. But I like to run, and uh, and I find that uh, often, you know, my my head will get clear when I run, and when my head gets clear, what I notice is there's joy underneath the the clutter of of thought. Amazing, amazing, Dave. Thank you so much. This has been really, really good, and thank you for spurring me just to go with the flow. Yeah, right on, man. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you so much for listening to Laughter and Positivity with Pete. To access today's show notes and exclusive content, please head over to petecan.com forward slash podcast. Be sure to tune in next week for your next dose of laughter and positivity. Until then, remember, if Pete can, you can. <laughs>